Hello and welcome to the 11th edition of the Two Black, Two Nerdy podcast. I'm your host, Chris. I'm your co-host, Chris. And uh, we have a bunch of topics that we're going to talk about today. Um, I'm a little under the weather. If you can't tell, I've got my uh, radio voice on today. So if I sound different, that's why. But uh, I think we wanted to get into The Last Jedi. We uh, set a time limit for ourselves because this is... um, this will go on for a while. So, yeah, uh, it's a very controversial movie. Yeah. All right. So uh, we'll start with you, Chris. What are your What are your just your raw thoughts on the Last Jedi? Do you like it? Do you not like it? So I saw it twice, uh, in the in the same week, and so for better or for worse, I saw it the night before my constitutional law final. So I went in. I, I went in. I was excited. I left, and I was speechless. It was just so much to unpack. And so different because Ryan Johnson, that's his style with like Looper. It's just a thinking movie. Can't remember the last time I really had to think about a movie like that. Um, and so after I saw it a second time, like I enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was really good. There, I obviously have problems with it in, in some way, shape, or form. But um, like many of the other Star Wars movies, none of them are perfect besides Empire. But. I think that it does not deserve the harsh criticism that it has. I think that there are two types of fans that hate it. There are those um, orig- original movie apologists. That means it has to be like the original movies and nothing else. And then those that actually know, like have legitimate concerns with it, like the yeah. Canto Bite scene, the pace of the movie, the long chasing like I can get that like those I get but you want it to be like the original movies but then you were mad at Force Awakens for being too original like yeah I mean my my thing was as a movie I enjoyed it Mm -hmm. you know as a movie itself I enjoyed it I think as far as like Star Wars lore I can see why some people would be upset Mm -hmm. because what this movie does is that it pretty much uproots like what you think you know about Star Wars and says yeah, all right. You know, hey, you thought Ray was an important person? No, Ray is. Guess what? She's not. Guess what? Ray is a nobody. You thought Snoke was like this crazy big bad guy? Nope. He's just he's a pawn on a way for Kylo Ren to you know rise, pretty much. You know, so I can understand. Like, if you're very very big into the Star Wars uh, world building, I can understand why people got pissed. But as a for a movie, I enjoyed it. And I saw a really good quote. It said that. So many people, like, they're such diehard Star Wars fans that they're so into Star Wars, they can't even enjoy a new movie when it comes out, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I think that if you, like, hate it, hated this movie, just take a step back and try to see what this movie was trying to do. Because, like, one of the biggest complaints with Force Awakens is that it was too similar to the older movies. And this one was... And this one was not. Yeah. You know? So, you know... And I know that, and, and, and some, so I think some of it's political too, because I've noticed anyone who I, anyone who I knew or I like seen who's like remotely like right wing or Republican or like skews that way, like hated this movie. They're like, oh, it's too many women, too many minorities, you know. Oh, how come all the, how come all the bad guys have to be white and, you know, all the good guys are, you know, women and minorities. And it's just like, dude, just calm down. And I, I'm almost done. But one of the big problems I think that Star Wars has, like as a franchise, is that like it's something that almost everyone sees. Mm-hmm. So you have to hear like everyone's terrible opinion on it. Yeah. You know. You know what I mean? Like certain things are more like niche. Like 
yeah, okay, you know, an Avengers movie, a lot of people might see it, but it's not nearly as mainstream as something like Star Wars. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, are all the Star Wars movies, I don't know if they're in the film or Hall of Fame, but at least... A New Hope, at least, is, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think A New Hope and maybe Empire are. Yeah, I'm um, pretty... Yeah, because those are, you know... Because those, those, you know, Star Wars one of those franchises that it's iconic to almost, like, just filmmaking history, you know? All right, I'm done. Yeah. No, no, it's fine. Like, I agree with you a lot. I know a lot of people hated um, uh, Vice Admiral... Starts with an H. Haldo. 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 They hated her because... They were just like, oh, it's just trying to show a woman in power, and that, and I was just like, okay, so women are in power, what's your big deal? Um, but, like, they're, con- when people complain about that she didn't tell, um, uh, gosh, why am I blowing everybody's name right now? Um, Poe, oh. the p- plan, when they, t- when she didn't tell Poe the plan, it was just because it was just, like, sticking her nose at him, it was just like, Maybe, but it was also sort of that movie trope where it was not really hiding it from Poe, but hiding it from the um, hiding it from the audience. Yeah. So the audience wouldn't know, and so I think what they could have done to circumvent that would have been to um, have Poe be told, but then like cut off screen. Yeah. And I don't think they were going to do that because they wanted to get, you know, Finn to show off against Plasma, Phasma, God, Phasma, and um, then they wanted to introduce, uh, what's his face's character, DJ, um, Benicio Del Toro's character. I forget his name, the evil hacker? Yeah, his name is officially like DJ. Oh, is it? For Don't Join. Um, And so there's that. So, I mean, like... That whole scene was sort of slow and sort of detracted from the movie, I thought. Um, so I agree with those criticisms of it. But, you know, like, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, there were certain things, like, people were people didn't like the fact that, like, Kylo Ren and Rey didn't get, like, the training sessions people thought they were going to get. Mm-hmm. But, like, that, the whole movie was just subverting expectations. Mm-hmm. Because from the last movie, you thought that, okay, well, Rey's going to train with Luke, and Kylo Ren's going to train with Snoke. Because mm-hmm. The Force Awakens, he's like, oh, we have to complete your training. Right. But you didn't get, like, your typical, like, training montage type deal mm-hmm. yeah. with either of them. You know? So I can understand, like, like Force Awakens definitely set up stuff. They didn't really happen in this movie, but I think that's part of the movie. Part of what it was trying to do was just like, yeah, we're not, we're gonna do something different, you know. And and it's funny. Um, I don't know if you saw this. I retweeted it when it happened. Ryan Johnson responded to people's criticisms of Luke's uh, force projection across the galaxy. We can talk about that in a second. But what Ryan Johnson did was went to his bookshelf, showed a picture of like the Jedi manual and like the Sith one, this book of Sith, and so he pulled out the Jedi one, flipped to advanced force techniques, and showed the force projection one. Yeah. And people were like, well, what? It, it, it was still dumb, and I was just like, he just proved that it was in Star Wars lore, and all you can say is that you just don't like it, which is fine if you don't want to like it, but I think people... Well, people, like, some people, they didn't like Luke's character, like, they felt like he wasn't the same Luke from the movies, but it's like... Listen, he this he's an old man, you know what I mean? 
he's a he's a guy who's been through all this stuff. You know what I mean? Like he's not going to be the same guy from the other, you know, from the older movies. Yeah, I mean, it, it it's sort of tough because I I see both sides of the argument where you're like, yes, this is not the same Luke Luke who whose father had committed. You know, pretty much the genocide of the Jedi and killed kids and was this terror on the galaxy for a couple of decades. And he never gave up hope on him when he found out his father after he had already, you know, cut off his hand and killed some of his friends and kidnapped others. So there's that. And so there's that strong sense of loyalty and uh, never giving up that he wouldn't even do on his family. And then there he is in a moment of shame against that one. But I can see how that moment of shame would have broken him and made him seem like a hypocrite. And so I think what the people who say that either they're not putting themselves in Luke's shoes or they're thinking Luke is too perfect. Because if you have ever had a moment of doubt where you've gone against what you were convicted for, your own convictions, then I think you can sympathize with Luke. And so... Um, well, I would have loved to see, you know, Mark Hamill and Luke just go to town on a whole bunch of stormtroopers and whatever. Realistically, we were not going to get that 30 years later. Yeah. And also, like, I mean, it wasn't, the movie, it's not Luke's movie. You know what right. I mean? Luke's stories, and, you know, you've got three movies right. with Luke Skywalker, in theory. So, you know, you know what I mean? So, like, and, and one thing people have to realize is that a lot of people view characters as being, like, static. Where, like, this character, he likes this, and he does this, and he's into this one thing, and that's it. When in reality, I mean, when you compare characters to real people, people aren't always that static. People are, you know, dynamic. People change over the course of time, you know, based on our experiences and whatnot. You know what I mean? You know, if you, I mean, I go back, you know, you go back 10 years ago, you'll be like, oh my god, I thought that? I said that? What was I doing? You know? So, age, and, and I, you know... Someone's core personality might not change that much, but mm -hmm. there, there are going to be things that change with you with age. You know right. what I mean? And so, I, and like you said, it was a lot of subverting expectations, but it was also uh, what a lot of people hated, where you had all these fan theories that developed over the past two years, and they were all wrong. And people hated that. And it was just like, you can be wrong. Yeah. Accept it. That's why it's called a fan theory. Right. It's a it's a theory. Even, and people well, even like, though theory is not the right word, it's a hypothesis. Because yeah. theories are... Theories are proven. Yeah, and tested out, tested whereas out these stuff, are, yeah. are, are not. So they're, they're hypotheses. Yeah, the, public, the public kind of messes that up a little bit. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, and some people were like, well, Ray and Finn are Mary Sue's. How's Ray this powerful with no training? Mm -hmm. How is Finn the janitor able to be Captain Phasma one on one? Now I will admit that like there was a lot of hype for Captain Phasma and both yeah. Force Awakens and this. And they ruined it. Neither delivered. Yeah. Neither delivered. And at but this like, point, she has to be dead. Yeah. For a couple reasons. Because people One, thought Captain Phasma was going to be like the new uh, Boba Fett. Right. Well, she is the new Boba Fett. Not anymore. Well, yeah. She got offed twice. Pretty much. And so in this, it, it's interesting with Captain Phasma because Gwendolyn Christie is in Game of Thrones. And this year they will be filming what is the equivalent of six movies. Now, she's going to be... I know at least in the first episodes there are bound to be some big battles. 
I don't know how involved she'll be in with them, but I don't think there's any indication that she herself will die. So she'll be at least a part of most of the season. So they're going to be filming a lot, and they have to film during the winter, so she may not have been available for nine. So that's prob- That may be why they offered her this time. I don't know why they did it the first one. Maybe it was just, I mean, besides the cute callback to New Hope, but, you know, like, I think that's sort of unfortunate. Um, I think with the Finn thing, though, Finn was trained, even though he was a janitor. He was still trained like the rest of them. I think they were all trained when they were abducted. He just, maybe he didn't have that high kill proficiency, so they made him a janitor. Um, But also, you have to remember... Janitors have access to everything. They can see everything. You know, yeah. they have to go in and clean all these different things, and people sort of don't pay them any mind. Yeah. And with the whole Ray thing, I think, you know, Snoke told you, darkness rises and light to meet it. So as Kylo got more powerful, Ray had to get more powerful. And because yeah. Luke wasn't there as light, she sort of got everything that he was going to get. Yeah. I, you know, and, that, and that's the thing is that. I think at the end of the day, this movie was really it was trying it was trying to just change people's expectations because if it went a way you thought, then we would have got a training montage with both of them at the same time. Right. You know what I mean? I would have rather seen Kylo's because we've seen the light side train before. Yeah. We saw the Jedi Order. We saw Luke. You yeah. know, I I would have rather seen the dark side. How do you train that? Yeah. Which is what I hope if Ryan Johnson does still do the trilogy, I hope he. It's like the Sith Empires or the Jedi Sith Wars, but from the Sith's perspective. Yeah. Show me Darth Revan, Bane, don't care, but show me the dark side. Okay. All right, we want to wrap it up here and move on to the next topic. you have any closing thoughts on uh, Last Jedi? Um, I really enjoyed the film. I think it's a really good movie. It's a different type of Star Wars movie. I think it can expand more on the Force and Star Wars universe outside of the Skywalker lineage. And also, to all the people that are mad about Princess Leia using the Force to pull herself back in the ship, couple things. One, she's out in the vacuum of space. Not that much resistance. So being able to do a simple Force pull, not that hard. The other thing, all these people were complaining that Leia never showed any Force usage at all. Now she does, and you're mad about that. Think about it. 30 years later, she probably got a few lessons every now and then, and she at least had the telepathy part of it. So you know deal with it yeah same i mean i i enjoyed it for the most part like are there things that are kind of dumb and things where you're like well sure but i hate to say it like almost all the star wars movies have things in it that you just kind of have to like roll your eyes at you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i think part of the problem is that people just set their expectations it's not that they set them too high but people expected to feel like they knew the way the movie was going to go before they got in there and that's not what happened. And movies should try to surprise you. You know, writers should try to one-up the audience. Like, that is how you entertain people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if things had went the way of every fan theory, people would have complained that it was too predictable. Mm-hmm. You know? So, all right. Um, we're going to move on to... Um, so, a new show dropped a couple weeks ago on the CW. They have a fifth superhero show now, uh, mm-hmm. Black Lightning. So, um... Being a black nerdy podcast, we're pretty much obligated to talk about this show. Um, yeah, sort of have to. I did a live reaction to the premiere episode, and I've been doing. I'm, I'm I'm trying to do reviews of each episode after they air, like ten minutes afterwards. But um, Chris, yeah. So, what are your thoughts on uh, Black Lightning so far? Oh, uh, I'm enjoying it. the The music is. The music is awesome. Oh yeah, the music is great. 
Um, I'm enjoying the actors and their portrayals. Um, I think, I mean, they're going to, but I think they need to expound on um, Black Lightning and his ex-wife and that whole change. Like, I get that, you know, after seeing her husband hurt and shot and on the verge of death, that her mindset would have changed. But if she was sort of the catalyst for him becoming a hero and the catalyst for him ending it, I would think that's just sort of like... I, I need to see that expounded on more. Um, but yeah, they're dealing with a lot of issues that black people have to deal with today. And they, yeah. with, her, with his daughter, uh, you're going to see the LGBTQ community, com, Q community represented and some of those issues on top of being in that community, but also a person of color. Yeah, I mean... This show is definitely it is definitely very black. I like I don't know if you know this last episode where um where Jefferson he's walking to his house the Jamie Foxx show is playing mm. on the TV yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm like all right they paid attention to detail like they know like where we gotta make sure it's a black household because like I used to pretty much any black sitcom especially like from that era mm-hmm. I I've, I've seen because when I was younger I didn't have cable mm-hmm. so I was forced to watch pretty much whatever mm-hmm. you know so any. The J- so stuff like the Jamie Foxx show, the Martin Lawrence show, One on One, Living Single, yep. just all those. When she shows. was on Living Single, so I, I was sort of hoping they would play Living Single, Single. just for you to see them on TV. But yeah, so I mean they're definitely, and I, I like how they pretty much position like the Pierce family. They're kind of in between the gangs, the cops, mm-hmm. and they're just sort of like a middle class, like black family. Like how do you navigate, you right. know? Being in that space, I mean, I think it's re- really interesting. Like you said, the music is on point. Um, you know, and, and I, I, I'm i I'm guessing that the show is probably going to focus more on the girls as we, as we continue on. I think the daughters are definitely... His relationship with the daughters is probably where I think a lot of the center of the show is going to come from. Because you know they're both going to get powers. Right. One already does, the other one's going to. Right. And so the other thing is I think it's the youngest daughter who's the narrator of the show. Yeah. Because I think she was the one that started it off in the pilot. Um, So I think it's more her story than even the other ones. Uh, Either than uh, Jefferson and, God, I can't remember his other day daughter's name other than Anissa, Thunder. Anissa, yeah. Anissa, it's, uh, Anissa's Thunder. Jennifer, I think, is uh, Lightning, I guess. But, um, you know, I've enjoyed it so far. They've honestly been, as far as the action compared to the other shows, they're, they've definitely, they, they haven't done as much action as the other shows, but I, I can tell this show, they're really trying to focus on, like, characters mm-hmm. and, like, the actual, like, Black Lightning stuff they saved for, like, the last, like, five minutes of the episode. Mm-hmm. You know? And, I, and there's this whole debate where, like, oh, should Black Lightning be a part of the Arrowverse and all that kind of stuff? But quite honestly, after seeing Black Lightning, it really doesn't have to be. No. Like, if Black Lightning is self-contained and never crosses over with anything else, I would be totally fine with that. Yep. Because this show is, it's trying to do something different, you know, and I don't know if we need Barry Allen and his antics to show up, you know, just show up on the show. Did you watch Flash last week? Yeah. With a trickster? Yeah. Watching Flash and Black Lightning back to back, back to back, Freudian slip, back to back is like mood with Flash because Flash was so goofy, like it was such a goofy filler episode this week. Yeah. And Black Lightning was so like, oh man, you know, like 
three different no spoilers, but three different people died in last episode. Yeah. So I'm just like, man. I think if this was Arrow season one or season two, that would have. Um, even if it was comic book Green Arrow and not CW Green Arrow. Well, yeah, I think. But even Arrow season one, season two, the more serious Arrow would have been more appropriate than this. Yeah. Because, no, current era, I agree. Because, like, cause like, Green Arrow comics, I mean, the Green Arrow comics, you know, he was, he's, like, a leftist superhero. Super left. They've dealt with, um, I mean, they've dealt with drug, they dealt, they dealt with drug addiction and, you know, some of that. And ST, I think they, I don't know if they dealt with the STDs or not, but they definitely. No, not, not on this one. They definitely, I know, I know Roy, Har- Roy Harper is definitely a drug addict. In the comics, yeah, he's a drug addict, and so the, that could fit in the Black Lightning a little bit more. Yeah. But like current, current Arrow, like oh, yeah, Theo would have been the one that would have got an STD. Yeah. Um, oh, one thing to talk about is the fact that uh, so Tobias Whale. So I don't know how much you know about him, but he is essentially DC's kingpin. Yeah, he's supposed to be bigger than what he is, but like honestly, I don't need you to make him like. CGI bigger, like he's fine the way he is, but yeah. he's like four hundred pounds of muscle, like Kingpin is. Yeah, I like him so far. I mean, we haven't we haven't gotten a ton of him in the show, mm-hmm. but what we have gotten, I've enjoyed. What did he say? He what did he say? He said like big lip something Negroes. I forgot yeah. what he said. He, he's albino, so it's interesting mm. that uh, he was saying that. Like I was wondering if they were going to say that because I was waiting for the colorist argument to come up about having a dark-skinned black guy fight a albino so essentially a white-skinned black guy yeah but i was just like well that's his character in the show in the t in the comic so yeah. you know i just i just i've been i want to get a harpoon now <laughs> no spoilers but uh, he used a harpoon in one of the episodes and i'm like that is not a weapon you see used often in shows you know yeah we see guns we see arrows we see swords we don't see harpoons that often. But, um, yeah, my hopes for Black Lightning, I mean, it's doing well in the ratings. You know, I, I almost guarantee they're going into season two. Yeah. It looks like, I mean, unless there's just some huge drop-off, which doesn't happen usually. Right, and so when we get that, we'll get um static. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. If my, well, we, they said that's their plan. If, if this carries on, that static will come. They want him on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And honestly, we always get teased that in the comics and in Young Justice about like Black Lightning tutoring static but we never get it no no but I'm excited I, I hope, hope I'm excited for the show to continue mm-hmm. um it's definitely different than Luke Cage yeah which is the one thing I was worried about cause you know it's gotta be compared to the other black superhero show right but this is definitely much more family oriented his dynamic with the ex-wife and his daughters. And the, I guess, I don't know if she's the assistant principal, but um, the other lady, the I other can't lady. remember I her name, she has longer about. hair. Yeah, so you can tell in that second episode especially that that's what she was, that she's gonna, she's a potential love interest. Yeah. But. Yeah, no, she's a, she's, she's sizing up Jefferson. And I like the fact that he's a principal too. And, like, you know, like, a pillar in his community. Right. Besides just being a superhero. Because right. it gives him... You can have a lot of interesting subplots just with him being a principal. Right. You know what I mean? Because right. these other... Like, the other shows, I feel like sometimes they, like, don't know what to do with a lot of their characters. Like <laughs> Wally. Yeah. But 
you know, I mean, you want a filler episode for Black Lightning. One of his students has a problem. He helps. He helps the student out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can tackle a ton of different issues just with you know dealing with high school student problems from like a principal's perspective. Right. right. You know what I mean? Because kids, kids, you know, they go through a lot. So, yeah. Do you have anything else you want to say about Black Lightning? Um. No, I think it's going to be successful. It had the biggest series open or season opener the past two years for the past two Since years. Since Legends, I think. Right. So I think that's really good. Um, so this is a good time to switch into the Arrowverse. Yeah. Um, I'm waiting for Legends to come back, and that's all I can say about the Arrowverse. I just don't. It's the only show I enjoy this season. Yeah, I mean. Flash has been has been kind of dumb. I do like I do like that at least like there have been consequences and like Barry's been in prison for at least an episode, hopefully a little longer. Because one thing about these shows, nothing ever sticks. You know, Flashpoint didn't stick. You know, like I you know I want stuff to stick, but I'm I'm curious to see. So now that the thinker, he's still super smart, right? Mm-hmm. And now he's got like telepathy powers. I want hopefully hopefully he's able to do some more um I hopefully they're able to do some more interesting things. I know that uh Jay Garrick and Jesse Quick are coming back. It's supposed to be like a big speedster episode and um I guess their future kid Dawn Dawn showed up it's gonna you know she, we're gonna finally figure out who she is. She's a CW alumni. Yeah, she she was in Smallville, she, wasn't mm-hmm. she? Do you know who she was? I don't know. She was plastique. Was she? Mm-hmm. She was Smallville. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that actress is gorgeous, by the way. Oh yeah, my future wife. Hopefully. Consider but um. Her. Um. Anyway, but yes, back to the um, topic at hand. So Flash. Um. So I didn't even watch the trial episode because I just knew I was going to. Because you're in law school, it would just bother you. Yeah, it would just bother me. So if I it's not like, the, if it's not the quality of like how to get away with murder, you got to walk away. That's not even that good I know. quality. So. I mean, but it, there are basic things you could have gotten right that I could even just tell in the in the in the um, by people's comments and by like the clips that I saw that they weren't gonna get right. Like there was a whole lot that was circumstantial that it wouldn't have gotten away with. Like you don't take someone that has been this good of a person and demonize them like that. Uh, like there, there there's just different ways to do it. Plus, you know, like he got. They got. He used the knife from the wedding. Um, they got it as a gift. Yeah, they got it as a gift, which he could have said and said, "You only got one." And at that point, you're got no word versus their word, and you have no reason to believe that that's not the case. And so, about the thinker, which I'm fine with him, you know, trying to you know get Barry to think. And not just do things and not, you know, because he, he's been outwitted by every single villain, even himself, literally. Um, but I think with Barry was in the future. And when Savitar, I think it was Savitar um, came to the uh, Star Labs and said, this is where we develop the whatever neutralizer for DeVoe. Barry remembered that when he heard the name DeVoe. So why didn't he just tell them to start thinking about, start working on that then? And the other thing is, if DeVoe knows about Thawne and Zoom as Zolomon and all that, he has all that figured out, 
why doesn't he either knows he's going to lose or he can't see that coming, which is weird. I don't know. Because he, he, like, knows all but of this. I don't this. know. But like, what, I don't, we still don't know. Like, what's DeVos, like, in game? Yeah. He wants to show the world something. But what? We don't know what he's doing yet. Right. I, like, I, like I said, it, it depends on how this season ends. We're, we're in the middle, so I have no idea what way it's going to go. Um... Supergirl's been pretty... Supergirl's been okay. I haven't watched that all season. I know, yeah. They're doing a... I saw the fight, though. Which one? Between her and... uh, Rain? Yeah. She got her butt kicked. I know. Supergirl, actually... I'm surprised because they had to say... They usually keep Supergirl, like, pretty clean. Mm -hmm. Like, she doesn't, like... She doesn't get beat up often. Not in the same way that, like, Barry and Oliver do. Mm -hmm. But, like, Supergirl fighting Rain, she... Her face was, like, bloody. She got beat down. Yeah, no. Supergirl, she got beat up pretty bad. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, but, um, uh, they, uh, introduced, uh, Brand- like Clark after Brand- they introduced, uh, Brandon Five. Yeah, I saw that they're bringing in the Legion, the superhero. Yeah, so the Legion right now is Mono, Brandon Five, and, uh, Saturn Girl. I still think James Marston did a fantastic job as Brainiac. As all Brainiac and Brainiac Five in Smallville. Yeah, I mean it's been it's been okay. I wish their costumes were better though. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Monel is supposed to get his actual like comic booky costume. Because mm-hmm. I hate to say it, this version of Monel is actually a lot better than the one from last season. Because mm-hmm. he's not like he's not a jock anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Now mm-hmm. he's much more like serious and like, oh, this is what we have he's to do. He's humble and you know, because a lot of people did not like Monel last season because he was very, he he was like. He was very much like a bad boy, like stereotype character. Because mm-hmm. Supergirl's supposed to be like a good girl, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Supergirl's been pretty average. I mean, I think the people who like the show still like it. And people who aren't fans, like, I, don't, I can't really give you a reason to come back and watch it. Um, they're not doing a musical this year. Riverdale's going to do one, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I wasn't... The only reason why I wasn't a fan of the musical was because it ruined the momentum of both shows. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was a filler episode. Right. You could have skipped it and then missed nothing. Right. That should have happened earlier in the season because yeah. it just sort of like the flash was picking up steam. It was getting darker. It was getting more serious. And then like, you oh, had Iris the is going to die. Right. Yeah. And then you had, um, you know, I can't remember what was going on in Supergirl last season for the life of me. Um, but then, yeah. Monel's parents. So let's talk about the big daddy of disappointment. Oh, yeah. Arrow. So I, I'm still watching Arrow. It's not that it's bad, it's just really, really boring. So the villains right now, it's a villain team up between uh, Kate and James, who is an evil hacker. And I hate to say, the actor is playing a Michael Emerson is like great, and he is totally just like wasted. Oh, yeah. I feel he's like not he's the James Spader of this universe. Pretty much, because I don't know if you ever watched Lost. Mm-hmm. That's Lost. What, that's where he got his. That's where he was. He was famous from because he was yeah. like Ben Linus. And then he had Person of Interest, where he was also a hacker, and he did a really great job there. And then now you have this one, where I've seen like some of his lines and some of his dialogue and some of his performances, absolutely fantastic. But I think you're so so. Let, let's look at the the seasons of Arrow. You had. Him trying to stop, or him trying to eliminate people on the list and stop, ultimately, Malcolm Merlin. 
Yeah. Second season, Slade trying to uh, take control and destroy his city, ruin Oliver's life. He has to stop that. Third season, Ra's al Ghul. Ra's al Ghul basically pretty much doing the same thing that Slade did, but trying to get Oliver to, you know, uh, eventually uh, supplant him. Uh, fourth season, Damien Dark trying to destroy the city. Fifth season, you have Prometheus. He just wanted to ruin Oliver's life. Right. He didn't revenge, want to destroy the city at all. Right. Get revenge for his father's death. This point, you have Caden James trying to get revenge, hurting everything in Oliver's path, every, everything in Oliver's life to get revenge for his son's death. Now, we knew from the beginning that he killed, or not from the beginning, but we knew rather early on that he killed Prometheus's father. We just didn't know who Prometheus was. At this point, you have him maybe having killed his son. We don't know. Right, and so that maybe makes me think he didn't, and if he didn't, then who's lying to him? And at that point, I feel like that's sort of a dumb Prometheus, I don't know. Right. I don't know. Also, well, it, did they ever talk about how Black Siren got out of Star Labs? Because I feel like that needs to be addressed at some point. You mean last season, you mean? Yeah. Uh, Prometheus broke her out. Right, we know that. But, like, how? How? He just, he knew. He just knew. But how? I have no idea. I don't know. I think that's a glaring overstep. But, yeah, so it's a team up between Kate and James and all these B-list villains. You got the Russians, you have a... Richard Dragon, who's really disappointing because he's like a big arrow combo villain. Yeah. Uh, Vigilante, meh. Who's a double agent. Who's a double agent and uh, Dinah's ex-boyfriend. And Black Siren, who at this point, like, I honestly, at this point, I'm over Black Siren. Like, when she first came back, I was like, okay, well, maybe this would be interesting. But now, I mean, she's just a hench girl. Mm-hmm. She shows up, fights Team Arrow, loses, leaves. You know what I mean? Same thing she did last season. You know, and it's like unless like what it and they're and they're supposed to be like some redemption. They're trying to tease like a redemption arc with her and Quentin, but I'm like, eh, like like I don't know. Let her sacrifice herself. Like I felt like they just what they wanted to bring Katie Cassidy back because they got so much shit for killing off Black Canary in the first place. Mm -hmm. You know, but yeah, it's not that Arrow's even bad. It's just boring. Like I just. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, I guarantee they'll get another season. But after season seven, I want Arrow to end. It's time for the Arrow first to end. I just watched well, the Arrow. Da, da, da. Doesn't have to no, be, not, it doesn't have to be the verse. No, I really am looking forward to Legends of Tomorrow coming back because it's just. It is. It knows what kind of show so it, it is. is. It is and consistent. It's, right, and it's sticking with it. Unlike. You yeah, know. I know, because with Legends, I mean, Legends hasn't come back yet, but we know we got John Constantine, and, and Wally's, Wally's going to be a permanent member of the team. And some people are like, oh, we don't want Wally because he's too OP. But I hate to say it, the Legends right now, they're really lacking in numbers right. and lacking in, like, powers because right now, I mean, Firestorm is gone. Mm-hmm. You know, the Hawks are gone. You know Leo Snar is only going to be there temporarily. What with Miller is already done with the Arrowverse pretty much. And then the ad... Then so Ray Palmer, he's almost never in his suit. I know. And when he is, he loses it. The Adam the Adam is really useful. Sarah is I mean, Sarah at the end of the day, she's a good fighter, but when it comes to anybody with powers, you know, Sarah's outclass, you know. 
Zari can throw wind, which is fine, but that doesn't make her super powerful. Amaya, they, you know, Am- Amaya, when it comes to her powers, besides like, um, they like to use like Rhino and Gorilla a lot. Yeah. But they don't, like, the thing about Vixen is that they rarely use her, like, really useful abilities. Mm-hmm. Like, she can be, she can use, like, Lizard and turn invisible. She can use, like, birds and fly. Right. She can breathe underwater by using the totem of, like, any, like, fish or aquatic animal. And, and they I, don't, on the show, because of the budget, they just don't do that. Well, I wonder if it's not necessarily the budget, but the imagination of the writers for the scenarios that they put her in. I don't know. It's like... They had her use dolphin once, and it was off screen to right. get someone underwater. Right. Because it's like you can do like Vixen's. Vixen's a pretty much a low budget version of Beast Boy. Yeah. Because if you did Beast Boy, which apparently they're gonna do him in the Titan show, mm-hmm. you got to CG every animal that's in there. Right. You know, which is expensive. Right. And still, his powers only work sometimes. With the convenience of the plot. Like, right. how many episodes have there been when Nate can't use his powers for it's some the reason? Same, probably about the same number so, that, uh, I'm, I'm all for Wally being on the show. Because the legends are kind of weak on the powers. Mm. And I'm, I'm sure they'll find ways of weaken Wally. Maybe they'll give him a heart condition like uh, Ginger Wally was the comics. Okay, so you know what? That that was just annoying. But that, that was really annoying. I know. But, another, another no, I think, I think what it's just going to really be is because you have this time traveling thing um you'll have different parts where like his powers will you know sort of like be out of whack because the speed force and the the time uh traveling will just like throw things off because has the speed force existed then maybe it has maybe it hasn't so i think that'll be an interesting way to do it yeah but no i am looking forward to legends one thing i did appreciate about flash i do like the uh, the bebo jokes yeah. Praise Bebo. Bebo. Hail Bebo. Bebo. Oh, I know. Bebo. Hunger. It's like, that was, was pretty good. Yeah. But um, I am excited for Legends because I know what it is. And I'm enjoying Black Lightning. And Black Lightning can be by himself for now, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least give him a season without Barry's antics and Felicity and all of the the Arrowverse things. Uh, though, did you know the yeah. Black Lightning comic, though? He was... Uh, I think he was originally in Metropolis, mm-hmm. and it was like an area of Metropolis like Superman couldn't go. Right, like Superman he couldn't he couldn't go to the hood for some reason. Yeah. I think because of like magic or something. Mm-hmm. But in the show they, they had in the show they just have a made up city. Right, and then and then they switch him to Gotham at some point. Yeah. So anyway, um, ready to move on? Yeah. All right. So moving on, uh, Runaways is a Marvel show that. Uh, so on Hulu, it just finished its first season. I renewed it for a second. Um, Chris, you haven't seen it yet. I have you? not watched it yet. Um, I saw it. It was actually pretty decent. It's essentially about a group of kids who find out that um, the group of kids in high school, and they find out that their parents are pretty much a part of a cult and nope. essentially uh, super villains. Hmm. And it's about them having to deal with their evil parents. And based on the title, they eventually have to run away from home. Hmm. And each of the kids. Each of the ki- each of the families, there's something different about them. Mm-hmm. So like one kid, his dad is a supervillain from the future that's come back to the current time. Another girl, her parents are aliens, and she realizes that she has some superpowers and things of that nature. And um, I thought it was a really interesting show. It was definitely different. You know, it didn't feel like some of your like typical like teen drama stuff. A little lighter on the special effects, but. 
I enjoyed the characters. Pretty diverse cast. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think all I'm going to say is I think it's an interesting show. See a couple episodes. I think it's worth checking out if you have Hulu or you want to pirate it some other way. I, I'll, I'll probably watch it on the next overnight I do at work since I'll probably be able to binge it all. Not all, but a good portion of it in a night to see whether I'll be interested or not. But there's a there's a black family in it I think you might like. All right, well, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, speaking of black families, it's almost time. Oh, yeah. No, so, yeah, Black Panther's coming out in, like, what, less than two weeks? Uh, little, a little bit over no, two less than, weeks. Yeah, over two weeks. A little, little bit over two weeks, but... Yeah, no, it, it's coming, and I am... Yeah, I went to so see, uh, this is off topic, I went to see uh, The Post mm-hmm. over the weekend, and they have the Black Panther billboards up now. Took a picture of it. Good. My mom took a photo with it, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's almost time. I am excited. My t-shirt is prepped and ready. Yeah, I still don't know what I'm wearing. And also, super off topic, so my dad paid, he paid uh, Ancestry.com to see, um... So Ancestry.com, they can uh, test, you give them your DNA, and they can see, like, where your uh, lineage comes from. Did you come from Wakanda? No, I wish. <laughs> no, but um, my I, my dad did it, not me, so for me, it's still so-so. Oh, well, but yeah, apparently, a lot, of our, a lot of our genetics, so, like, my dad's, like, 30% Nigerian, mm-hmm. and, like, 10% from Ghana, so I'm like, oh, it's interesting, like, his ancestors are. Yeah. So now I feel, like, even better, like, going to Black Panther. We all just have to. You know. we, we all just have to watch the blackest movies before we go. We have to watch, you know, Coming to America. We're gonna have to watch Meteor Man. It's a black superhero. We just we just gonna have to watch a lot. I, I may watch a Medea movie. I may watch one. I, as much, probably as much as I can take. I remember Mad Black Woman is a classic. That the, that's probably the, the rest of them to try to replicate that to varying degrees. And, that's it, does, and it works, and or it doesn't. Or it doesn't. And we're the, not even gonna talk about uh, the Halloween movie. Apparently the Halloween movies done really well though in the box office. Yeah. Yeah, I mean a lot of people don't like Tyler Perry for various reasons, but he does give black people jobs. Right. I'm fine with Tyler Perry. The dude's an innovator, he's a creator, I'm fine with him. I just you know, there's a point where I get tired of Medea. Yeah, Medea gets repetitive. I agree. Yeah. I agree, but Yeah, so yeah, everyone's excited for Black Panther. I'm trying I don't want to see any more trailers, any more T V spots, any more bits of the movie. I just want to watch it. I do not want to be spoiled. I don't know if you saw someone shared a list of uh, bylaws for Black Panther. Yes. Yes. So it was so funny. It's like number one, tell your family members to research the movie before they go see it. Okay? I don't want to have to explain anything to anyone while the movie's going on. Mm -hmm. It was like number two, get a damn babysitter. I don't want anyone bringing their nasty kid, bringing their loud kids end of the movie mm-hmm. it was like number three you have to it was like you have to dress up in some way it was like you can wear a dashiki you can wear a but you can you can wear any sort of marble gear or you can just wear all black yep so it was quite funny this movie set to break all sorts of records so yeah it's been a long it's been a long as i say it's been a long road but we're almost we're almost here yeah i think I know just knowing Killmonger's history, I think I'm gonna. I know the way they're taking the character and the way they're taking the plot, and I think it's very close to comics, which 
is the indication I'm getting, which is good. Don't stray too far from it, even though he gets a suit, which is the only thing I'm just sort of like, eh, he doesn't need one. The whole thing was he could beat T'Challa without it. Like, yeah. he didn't need a suit to beat him. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, that's a, and that's a Marvel trope of a villain having to fight. Well, even not even as Marvel, superheroes in general. Heroes having to fight like an evil version of themselves. You know what I mean? And then, and that's the thing I kind of was like, oh, with the Jaguar suit. But ho- hopefully they just don't do the general, okay, have them both fight and have Black Panther win. You know what I mean? Hopefully something different happens. So, yeah. so Because they did that in Iron Man. They did that in Ant-Man. They did that Doctor Strange. You know what I mean? Right. So we know the when he's in the suit, he's going to be fighting him. He, that, that When they're both in the suit, that's the end fight. Um, you know, we see them, they fight uh, once before when they're in that like a water area arena and is that like a flashback? In, no I think it's I think what it's paying homage to is that when T'Challa at least when they redid it, it like about 12 years ago when he became the Black Panther he did it because his uncle was the Black Panther after uh, his T'Challa's father died and every year they do like this Turn, not tournament, but they do this one-on-one challenge where you can take over for the Black Panther if you beat him in combat. And so that's how T'Challa won. And so they didn't really do it in the comics after that. I think that was just a, you know, a setup for him to get in. So they could be doing something like that where he's being challenged for the throne by Killmonger, who is a native Wakandan by birth. Yeah. Um, but got exiled out through various reasons. Um, well, not various reasons. One reason particular, but I think that's what they're going to um, probably do, and he might lose there, mm-hmm. and then he has to. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm optimistic. Mm-hmm. I know I like the movie regardless, but it's definitely, it definitely is a superhero trope of fighting these versions of themselves. So I yeah. just hope something different happens. I mean, I hope his golden jaguar a, suit has a some, examples. something different about it. But the only one who doesn't do it is Batman. Yeah. Superman fights Zod. Flash fights Reverse Flash. I mean, Batman has wrath and scorn, but they, <coughs> like, rarely show up. Yeah, but, like, his top villains are, like, you know, the Joker, Joker and stuff like phase, that. Penguin, you know, Black Mask. Who are different. Right. They're, so, yeah, so that that's you want to talk about uh, Dragon Ball Fighters? Yes. So, I would have to admit, when I first heard that the game was coming out and how it was going to be, I was not that excited for it. The closer it got, the more I saw of it, the more excited I got. After buying it yesterday, I'm glad I bought it. It's, it's a lot of fun. It is. The thing about Dragon Ball Fighters is that the gameplay in the online is rock solid. So, compared to a game like Xenoverse, where there's like a hundred different characters... But most of the time, everyone just flies and shoots beams and maybe does, like, a punching combo. Mm-hmm. The fighting in Dragon Ball Fighters is very balanced. Every character is pretty much unique. They all have different things that work for them. And, you know, it's just... it. The gameplay, honestly, is just really fun. And even though the roster is relatively small, even though you know we're going to get DLC. Mm-hmm. Like, Broly is going to be DLC. Yeah, I'm not going online anytime soon. Dude, oh, yeah, I got to destroy you. Yeah, I'm not doing I, it's, when I it, did, it apparently sold more on launch than like any fighting game in the past few years. Like it's more, the most popular fighting game on Steam. Yeah, I'm um, just like, 
more than Justice, more than Street Fighter Five, more than Mortal Kombat. Yeah. X. So I mean, this is a this is a very I think the the thing is it's striking a nice medium between like a lot of the people who play the hardcore fighting games like a Street Fighter and that kind of stuff, and then people and the people who just like Dragon Ball Z. Because most Dragon people that just like love Dragon Ball Z fighting games and only play Dragon Ball Z fighting games will suck at this game. Yeah, they will is, have to get better at it. But they but I appreciate they they made a lot of the characters unique like Captain Ginyu, summons other members of the Ginyu Force, mm-hmm. um, Android eighteen summons Android seventeen to do some attacks. Frieza can transform a golden Frieza. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goku blacks in the game. Goku hits Super the Saiyan game. goes to Goku Super Saiyan three in his uh, ultimate attack. So and you can uh, when you use uh, the big ultimate attacks, it does uh, crack the stage. Yes, and different ones have different effects. You can use one and be transported to another um, field. Yeah, so you have those destructive finishes. Have you done any of the dramatic finishes yet? Yeah. Yeah, my favorite one is the Yamcha one against Nappa. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, my favorite one. And there, there's a lot of there's some good Easter eggs in there too. Yeah, there's a pseudo dramatic finish in there. I don't know if you've discovered it. Which one? It's it's when you're playing as Beerus against Goku Black. So you if you've seen um, Beerus's ultimate attack, it's pretty much Hakai. Yeah. But it just doesn't wipe out the person. It does that for Goku Black. It's not a dramatic finish like the other ones are, but you'll see like you'll do it when I think you it has to be below like ten or twenty percent health when you do it. But when you do it, like you see like that purple sort of like uh miss that when he did Hakai on him. Yeah. Yeah, you see that and like you see him just disappear. Really? And I was just like, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you can tell that this game was made for Dragon Ball fans. Mm-hmm. They tried really hard to put in a lot of Easter eggs and whatnot. And I, I hope, you know, it gets updated and we get more characters. Like, I think at a certain point, like, Jiren has to be in the game, you know. I, I honestly don't want Jiren in any Dragon Ball Z game. Because he's just too broken. Because he's just, there's no way you'd be able to do him justice. It's sort of like, realistically, having Superman in any fighting game, he really shouldn't be. Because... He should be able to beat anyone, save Batman with Kryptonite, the, couple of the magic characters, but even then he'll really be able what to What about, beat. uh, think you think we'll get, uh, Kefla? Yeah, I think, so I saw, I think this was, I think Kaiser Neko tweeted this, where he was just saying, like, it should be, um, Cauliflower should be the, um, main one with Kale being the, uh, assist character. And so, like, their level three, uh, or their one that uses three gauges is Kefla. And that's how they do it. So you'll get... Yeah. Yeah, so I think that would be cool. Or if they did something, like, where um, you have one character, but you can switch with two. So sort of like how I feel like they should do Android 17 and 18, where after you do one of their special attacks, you can switch out with one of them, and they only have one health bar. But it's the same character. It's two different characters. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's something that they could have done. And if they do it with Kefla, that's what they should do. That's probably what they should do with Android 17 and 18. Because I like Android 17. Uh, even when he was in... Uh, even during the Cell Saga, I thought he was pretty cool. Yeah. I wish he would use his gun, though. Because that would just be funny. Yeah. He no. has no need for it, but... Yeah. 
But I don't know. The game's good. Mm-hmm. If you're a Dragon Ball fan or a fighting game fan, I think it's definitely worth uh, checking out. It's Marvel versus Capcom meets Dragon, Dragon Ball. Ball Z. Yeah. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, as long as, as, long as it gets updated, I can see this game, you know. Because it's different than the other games. Definitely different than Xenoverse because they're still releasing D- DLC for Xenoverse, but I've gotten, I got bored. Yeah, I didn't even buy the second one. Yeah. I think this game in and of itself does not need a sequel. I think you can just Update add it. more characters and add more content to it. And I think they should do that. Well, they typically do a fighting games. They add, they have, they have a season of DLC come out. Then they'll release like a complete edition right. later on. Anyone who buys it now, like us, is going to get screwed. Yeah. Money wise. But yeah, it's fine. That's the way. I'll allow it. It's the way the industry goes now. Yes. All right. So I just had a couple more topics before we finish up. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so our first podcast of the new year. Chris, do you have any hopes and dreams for anything geek-related or anything that you're excited for this year? Um, so we got Black Panther. Obviously. We have a Venom movie coming out. Um, see, I was going to write off X-Men Dark Phoenix, but they got Hans Zimmer to do the score, so that's obviously going to make the movie that much better. Yeah. Um, but uh, So we have that. I don't know how I feel about New Mutants. Um just because it's like I don't know how it's supposed to fit everything else. I don't know. It's just so it's like they're all stuck in this sort of like psych ward, and so I'm just like, how are they going to become a team post that? And all it's 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 I'm just gonna have to see more from it before I can truly judge it. But there's that Ant Man and the Wasp comes out, which whatever maybe. Ant-Man was still the only Marvel movie I did not see in theaters. I've seen every one but Ant-Man, because I was literally not excited. Infinity for it. Wars this year, too. Uh, well, yes. And Aquaman. Uh, oh, yes. Yes. Infinity War. I uh, still have the same... Um, same... Same opinion. Same opinion. I haven't... Nothing um, has changed my Jessica mind. Jones Season 2 is coming out. Luke Cage Season 2 is coming out. Right. Um, Han- Star Wars... Solo is going to bomb, probably. Well, the Han Solo movie. Um, well, some people just might be pissed because of The Last Jedi. Well, no, no, no. I think, so from what I've been hearing is that Solo, uh, the actor that they got, can act, apparently. They, like, had an acting coach on deck all the time. Really? And so, So they I wanted mean, to, they just picked a guy who looked like Harrison Ford, and they're just like, we're going to teach you how to act? My whole thing was... I would. I'm going to go see it because Donald Glover. Okay. That's why I'm going to go see the movie, and it's Star Wars. He's Donald good. He's Glover. good at anything he's in. Right, and then the other thing is, so you had two directors that it didn't work out with. You have Ron Howard, who's the director now. Well, the two direct directors were directing this, you know, at the same time. So then you have Ron Howard has to take what he shot and piece it together with what they shot, and if that doesn't work well, it's just you're going to see the changes like you saw in Justice League where now those weren't terrible changes but you saw the tone shift mm-hmm. and so I don't know where you'll see the tone shift everybody knew that Zack Snyder would have been not as humorous as Joss Whedon would have been I don't really know about Ron Howard and those other two directors how their styles differ but if it's not something that can be congruent it's going to be a problem Yeah, but it's going to be a good year for movies Definitely. Oh, also, Ready Player One. 
comes out in March. Yeah. I'm really excited for it. Oh, super off topic, but uh, Logan's up for an Oscar. Yes, yes it is. Best best adapted screenplay. So, so that's a good step up for superhero movies. Yeah, even though Logan's a little thing, but I, yeah. I, I, I wanted Logan to get nominated for something. I don't know if he'll win, but... Yeah, Wonder Woman got snobbed. Yeah, I'm not shocked. No, I'm not either. They don't want to give anything to superhero movies, and... The argument you can make with Wonder Woman, some people say the last act was bad. It was. What? What it was. I think it was. Not terrible, but it wasn't it didn't hold up. Yeah. I I yeah, I, I just don't think it, it held up. So I mean it is what it is, but it's still it, made. Just remember that we live in a world where a suicide squad got an Oscar. <laughs> and Marvel fans are still mad about that, which is hilarious. It it, it is kind of funny. I, I, I won't say Marvel fans. Marvel stands are extremely upset about that. That's the only thing when people are like, when I feel like I want to troll someone that's saying like the MCU is so much better, I'll be like, how many Oscars you got? Wink. Oh my God. <laughs> and just let the rage build. But yeah, I, I'm pretty much excited for most of the same things you are. Um, they're, they're finally making a new uh, Mega Man game. Hmm. Mega Man 11. It's been like 10 years. So I'm um, I'm actually kind of excited for that because I'm I was a big Mega Man fan since I was little, so. I haven't played Mega Man since the like two and three that came out on the Game Boy Advance, where it was like the uh, board type of fighting style. Battle Network. Yeah, the Battle Network. I fun. I love those games. You know, last summer, well, no, two summers ago, I um, I had they re-released them on Wii U, like Virtual Console, mm. and I bought them all and beat them all over the summer. Yeah, I think, games. I think I might know what I'm going to go download on emulator later. Yeah. If I can get it to work on my laptop. But, um, yeah, so that, that, that pretty much, I think, wraps it up for that. So the last thing I had on here was um, the topic of uh, being too old to be... Can you ever be too old to be into nerdy stuff? Because I was talking with my mother earlier, and she made a kind of... A, she was kind of... She was throwing shade, as a kid, like the kids like to call it. I had just gotten uh, fighter, Dragon Ball Fighters, and I was like, oh, can't wait to play it. And my mom's like, you know, at a certain point, you're going to have to give up some of those video games. You're going to get too old, you know, especially like when you want to get married, have kids and stuff. And I was just very like, don't tell me what to do. So I think, so, so I'm gonna the, talk about this. the question, I think the, the answer is no, except for I think like with video games, because I think with how so like my dad played video games with us up until we got to the point where it was not a challenge but i think there was part of it like my dad will hold the xbox controller and he'll use the thumbstick like a joystick and so that's that's not very conducive to a good video game chance so i think if the controllers layouts for the same stay the same i think we'll be fine we'll just have less time to play it as we get older and stuff but we can still play it with our kids um as long as, you know, the kids want to play with us. So I think that it, that simple answer is no, but within uh, asterisk, asterisk on it. In terms of seeing comic book movies, watching comic book shows and stuff like that, we introduce it to the next generation. They love it. Or, you know, we with our, you know, spouses and they enjoy it. Then, yeah, absolutely. Let's, let's you know. Yeah, it's, keep, it's just a weird thing because I feel like. More than any other forms of entertainment, there's like 
there, there's a lot of stereotypes that I think goes with people who play video games. Even mm. still, even though it's much more mainstream than it used to be, there, there's like this weird stigma. Because I think that, especially for older generations, like my parents are, you know, they don't, since they didn't really, even if, if, if they played a video game, it was like Pac-Man or something like that. Or Pong. They don't really understand the experience of playing like a new age like console or PC game or something like mm. that. So when they see you just like staring at a screen and pressing buttons, they don't understand like okay why is that fun? Mm-hmm. Like they don't they don't understand the like immersion aspect, you know, and the the challenge aspect. And okay, I want to I want to get better to do this, or I want to, mm-hmm. you know, you know what I mean, or I want to solve this puzzle, or you know, mm-hmm. beat this boss or something. I think people who don't play video games don't understand like the thrill that you get from that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think. Well, I think that's where. Um, so I, my mom doesn't really comment on it. My dad was just like, if only there was a way to monetize. And I was like, six, seven years ago, we probably could. Now we're just a dime a dozen. And he was just like, if only we had the thought then, because he knows, like, Twitch. Well, yeah, yeah, things like that. But just you know, Twitch is bigger than YouTube for gaming. When you know, people do like the walkthrough. You know. Yeah. And so I think it was because, um, you know, like my parents play the iPad games now, like all that. So they can't really. Uh, it, it's funny when they'll play their like words with friends or scramble with friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'll go to talk to them and they'll be like, hold up, I got to finish my game. And it was just like, really? Like when I'd be playing like Call of Duty or something, like I'm online. I can't talk to you at the exact moment. Wait a minute. And they'd just be like, no, no, no you talk now. I'm like, oh. Oh, so now you know how it feels. So I think um, uh, that that's the difference in the lives. My mom would threaten to yank the cord out at the end of the day. Yeah, so the, my dad no, would do the same thing. No, what are like, you doing? I'm turning it off. Yeah. Because they never understood. I was like, Mom, I'm stuck on a boss. Because I play like I play like RPGs and stuff. Like mm-hmm. a, like you could you could play something like a Final Fantasy. You could be on the same boss for over an hour. Yeah. You know, so you lose that progress is just like gut-wrenching oh my god but it's so i don't know why gaming has such a stigma around it now i did read something that said that like you can officially like have a gaming addiction now but like addictions only ever brought up when it comes to entertainment like with video games if no one goes you're gonna be too old to watch movies you're gonna be too old to read books you're gonna be you're gonna be too old to exercise when like and it's like, oh, when you have kids, we we'll have time to do that. But, like, that's true of pretty much any leisure activity you have. Exactly. As you get older, you know, and you have, if you have a family and that kind of stuff, those responsibilities take over other stuff you want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew people who, they were big into working out when they were younger. They picked up weight when they got older, you right. know, when they had kids because you can't spend as much time in the gym. Right. You know, that's true of pretty much, like, any hobby is non-lucrative as mm. you get older. Yep. What, at a certain point where it's like you're either working or you're, you're dealing with family I stuff. mean, even some of the lucrative ones. You know? Like, even if that's your career, like, sometimes your career takes a back seat to your family. Yeah. So, that that is what it is. It's just the older generation's either um, lack of knowledge or misapplication of it or just because it wasn't something that was practical to them then, they yeah. can't apply it. And I, th- and I think some of it, too, is that I think there's this idea that, like, video games have to take up a ton of time. Mm-hmm. You know, when in reality, I mean, say, like, I'm playing uh, the new Zelda, like, Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. That game, you can save pretty much anywhere, you know? So you could play it for an hour, you know, for whatever, and then go back to doing whatever, you know, doing what you were doing before. Mm-hmm. You know, something like a Dragon Ball Fighters, 
you might play a few matches or do something like that for half an hour and then you know go do something else so like it's just weird that like even though like gaming is super mainstream you know especially amongst like dudes you know what i mean mm-hmm. like there are women who play video games but i don't think there are, there are as many you mm-hmm. know at least not like it's like a thing that's like publicly like talked about or something like that because like you go in a college dorm almost every guy's room you know co- you know all, almost every guy's room is going to have a tv there, there there's going to be some sort of game console there right you know which is not the same for a girl's room. I knew a few girls that would have like an Xbox or something like that, but it would be like tucked away. They maybe play it like every once in a while. It wasn't something that was just out there. Cause like when I was in school, we had we had a PS3, we had a Wii, you know. So it's just it's very. I know it's just it's just this weird thing where it's like folks. I feel like they just want to come for people who don't play game games. Like just want to come for gamers. I just I don't know. It's weird. All right, so that's all right. My rant's over. I think. Do you have anything else you want to say? No. Yeah, all right. Well, that's all of our topics. So, um, yes, yeah, everything. So the next time we'll podcast will be post Black Panther. Yeah, the next podcast will be after Black Panther. But um, yeah, thanks for listening. As always, we appreciate it. Uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Hope hopefully everyone is uh, blessed and achieved what they want this year and. Yeah, until then, I'm Chris. I'm Chris. And um, this has been the Two Black, Two Nerdy Podcast. We'll catch you later. May the force be with you.